Welcome to Reinventing Professionals, a podcast hosted by industry analyst Ari Kaplan, which shares ideas, guidance, and perspectives from market leaders shaping the next generation of legal and professional services. This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with Igor Moss, the co-founder and managing director of MyFlyRight, a Hamburg-based flight irregularity platform in Europe. Hi, Igor. How are you? Hi, Ari. I'm very good. How about yourself? I'm very well, and it's a privilege to speak with you. So tell us about your background and the genesis of MyFlyRight. I'm actually a business graduate, so after graduating from business school, I went to a consultancy role. was traveling quite heavily around Europe, and one day of my business partner, which is also the same time my cousin, confronted me whether I would be knowing anything about my passenger rights, since that happens quite often to me as someone who's traveling on a frequent basis. And to my surprise, I didn't know anything about that. Quite quickly, I figured out that there are substantial compensations that are possible in that sphere. And at that time, not too many players were there. And I was wondering, well, how is it possible that no one is able to generate significant shares in that market? Because we're talking in Europe about like 6 billion euros in compensation value. And no one really could capture that significant amount. So I thought, let's try that and move in that sphere. And that's how we founded MyFlyRight. How does MyFlyRight balance the legal and the technical aspects of its operations? Both aspects, in fact, are super critical to us since the technical aspect is obviously to be able to process the tremendous amount of cases that we are receiving and to make them efficient. So one problem that we're seeing in Germany is that lawyers are having issues in creating efficient processes in their organizations. And often these cases that concern flight irregularities, as I said, they're in the matter of something like up to 600 euros per person. So you end up like an average around 700 to 800 euro cases that we're prosecuting. And the tariffs that we are having, the lawyer fees, a lawyer can actually just make so much money as the tariff has has allowed them to do. So around 150 euros on average. So for a lawyer, they would have to be super efficient on on processing them, which they're not. And so therefore, they often declined these cases. And the little man who was the passenger didn't really have a vehicle or a supporter who could actually fight it through. So with technology, we could solve that inefficiency problem and provide access for middlemen to that justice. And the other problem that we saw is that the passengers who are actually experiencing the legal quality and justice, they didn't really have an opportunity to claim it. Often that they know how it works or where to go to, to address it to. And ultimately, they were always so afraid and scared of the lawyer, of the lawyer costs. So that we thought, okay, well, the model makes actually sense to come up with a solution with a platform where a customer can come to, check his flight and the regularity quite easily. And so it takes around three to five minutes and having an understanding of whether there is a possible compensation or not. And combined with the technology aspect, we were able to build a business case out of that that is working very well. So now... Customers happy, our lawyers are happy, we are happy. So that's a win-win-win solution. How do your customers benefit from the automation in your platform? 
The foremost important thing is that they will get a direct response on their incident. Yeah. So imagine you are sitting at the airport having no clue about your rights, legal aspects in general, because you know, how often it happens that you are actually addressing a lawyer, especially in this specific situation of, of aviation rights. So what we actually provided to the customer, a platform where he get all the relevant information on that aspect without going to this airline, to this tremendous amount of pages where vague explanations are in something. So providing and having this free accessible information. And secondly, giving them opportunity to get a direct response do you actually have a claim or don't you have a claim? So if you have a claim, you will know, okay, well, there's a chance and I can prosecute it myself or you assign it to us to push it forward. So the automation of checking and putting all these data points together through our platform helps the customer to save time and to diminish the cost risk. And how does the system streamline communication between the company's internal operation teams and its external partners that manage these cases? This was probably one of our biggest challenges, how to coordinate the case management or the case process management. So you have to imagine that if someone comes with a case, you're taking it on, you're evaluating it, and then you are basically sending this payment request to the airlines. At some point, you realize something is missing from this case that you would require from the customer. At the same time, you're talking already in parallel to the airline. Taking a step further, when you're escalating it after two weeks when the airline didn't pay or didn't respond, when you're actually getting a lawyer, you will have another party that you need to communicate. And then if actually it's going to court, you have a fourth party. So now, out of a sudden, you have the customer, you have your lawyer, you have the other side's lawyer, you have the airline, and you have the court side where you're trying to coordinate a certain case. And you cannot just succeed like it's a streamlined process that you're collecting everything, then you go to the next step. You've done everything there, you go to the next step. It's more of a dynamic process. And we define solutions on how we can actually communicate in parallel based on the outcomes and the requests that we're receiving from the other party instantly, yeah, without creating manual and time-consuming steps. At, uh, we could like, define solutions on how to transform the new insights or the new inputs from, from whatever party and ping then the other party that might be required to receive certain information. So in that regard, we were managing to combine and to connect this internal and external communication, not just between like our operational staff, but also all to the external partners or stakeholders that we need to deal with to solve the case. What are the challenges of operating a European legal technology company? First of all, we are talking about the European regulation. So EU regulation to be more specific. So generally, this regulation should apply to every country that is in the European Union. Nevertheless, each state or each country has its own procedures and its own standards on how you actually prosecute the cases and also how you monetize, but how you actually structure it financially. Just giving an example, in Germany, it's the matter that if you bring a case to the court and you lose the case for whatever reason, you would also need to pay all the expenses. So it means you're paying your own lawyer, you're paying the other side's lawyer, and you're paying the court fees. So for us, it's quite interesting and quite in scopes and princesses easy to apply the system that we are having in Germany because when we're suing the airline and we're winning the case, we don't have any extra costs associated to that. In some other countries, 
you have different regulations on how to handle this. Such as Spain, for example, is that for cases under 2,000 euros, you don't have like such an opportunity to get the lawyer fees and the court fees back from the other side. So ultimately, you are going yourself, your, your expenditures are going out of your pocket. And if you win, it's just a sunk cost. And therefore, in our business model, we need to apply to these different regulations and to be able to react to the specific case that we're receiving to understand you know, where to prosecute it, where, what country would it make most sense to prosecute it so the customer actually get the most out of that. So in this regard, we would always prioritize a German court so we can actually then claim back all the costs instead of like a Spanish. And this is something you need to review in every single country to make a judgment and evaluation on how feasible it is to prosecute it somewhere. The other thing is, aside of cost, is time. It's crazy to see how much longer it takes in some countries to get your right. So whereas in Germany, I would say, and in general, on average, it takes us around six months to prosecute the case at court. And in Italy or in France, it could easily take up to two years. And it's also a big challenge because you have, as a business, certain cash flow expectations and you need to put them into consideration to manage your business appropriately. So I would say all these nitty-gritty aspects you will see across the European countries, even though they are operating under the same regulation, each country of itself has its specifics that you need to apply to and respect the processes. And what are the benefits? First of all, I would say this regulation is pretty much similar all across the European countries. So ultimately, what you are fighting for in Germany, you could do the same in Spain and France. So the rules and the laws are the same. There's a potential that some site decisions and regional court decisions that were made that were specifically applicable to the country, but overall can handle the same procedure and the same regulations to each of these countries, which makes it easy and quite adoptable. Where do you see the legal tech sector headed in Europe? Three years ago, when we started our business, we were not the first ones who were dealing in that sector, at least in the passenger rights. But overall, it didn't seem that there was a big hype about legal technologies. It was all clear that the legal market is a big one. It was also clear that disruption was going on, still going on across like different industries. But it was always difficult to see how it could actually touch the legal space. And since we started, it seems that there was tremendous development. You look at the services and the products that you will see now offered, developed for, for legal companies and anyone who's actually working or not. But then there's also something that is related to cover like niche markets that haven't been seen or haven't been developed so nicely in the past, such as the passenger rights. Yeah? So it is a clear law, but no one was really putting attention to that from the lawyers because it was not attractive enough from the financial perspective to go into that. As I mentioned earlier, of the tariffs that are limited. But now with the technology out of the sudden, you are able to prosecute and to cover like a six billion market. And out of a sudden, you saw developments in other areas with a similar approach. So now you're seeing train passenger rides. Or what we are seeing in Germany, there's a few companies now dealing with rental problems. Because we have in Germany the so-called 
Mietpreisbremse, a very strong German word, which basically means there are certain limits that you can put on rent in certain areas of the country. And the owners of these properties, they disregard that and taking advantage of the needs of the population and abusing it. So now these people actually having access and having a transparency on how to prosecuting their rights. So it seems to me for a normal person who is not very well educated in, in all this legal aspect, becoming much more accessible to prosecute and, and, and receiving justice in so many different areas. And I'm sure, and I'm seeing it already, like many, many other sectors will be founded and actually already founded to, to stop the injustice. The one thing that strikes me is to see how actually the courts gonna handle this so we see a tremendous development of court cases that are getting placed on this on the small claims and they're increasing they're increasing significantly and the technology advances on the organizational side but it seems that the courts are not doing the right efforts at the moment to keep up with that and we're seeing already some delays and the prosecution and they're getting longer and longer so that will be a really interesting thing to see how this is going to balance out. You know, like from the business perspective, it's growing, it's becoming more popular, there's more justice in public that we see. But at the same time, we have this administrational challenges on the court side that need to be somehow get into control. And very interesting times ahead of us, given this two perspectives that the businesses are ramping up in this legal sphere. But the um, regulatory channels, such as the courts, they need also to ramp up their capabilities to keep up with developments. Otherwise, we will have a significant problem on prosecuting the rights of the people. This is Ari Kaplan speaking with Igor Moss, the co-founder and managing director of MyFlyRight, a Hamburg-based flight irregularity platform in Europe. Igor, thank you so very much. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Reinventing Professionals podcast. Visit ReinventingProfessionals.com or AriKaplanAdvisors.com to learn more.